This is More Than Therapy Podcast. More Than Therapy. This is More Than Therapy. More Than Therapy Podcast. This is More Than Therapy. More Than Therapy Podcast. This is More Than Therapy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of More Than Therapy. Today, I'm speaking with my good compadre, Laquanda, regarding healthy habits, because when we're healthy, we can be healthy for our clients. And in essence, when we teach our clients healthy skills, we won't be hypocrites when we tell them that. Across the board, I find that clinicians aren't doing what they need to do for themselves, yet speak to their clients about doing what they need for themselves. And when the client doesn't comply or doesn't do those things, then they find themselves being upset. In essence, the one person they should be upset with is themselves for not doing those same things. For instance, having a healthy diet is important, right, Aquanda? Yes, it is. I agree with you, Felipe. But let's be honest. I mean, the things that we eat, the things we put into our body are processed. They're not genuinely from the earth. They're GMO products and things like that. A lot of times, at least for myself, I'm usually going out to pick up something to eat from me and mine. And that's not healthy. And when I do cook, 90% of it is processed. You know, the meat might be fresh, but the the noodles are from a box. The rice is from the box. The vegetables might be in a can or in a frozen bag or something. I rarely ever get things from the fresh department, you know, and, and cook them genuinely. And what the essence is, we always make the excuse because of time, right? That's true. We work long, long days, and then when we get home, we're tired. So, you know, in essence, we don't really have the time to spend 60 to 90 minutes to cook. Because we still got to prep our kids for bed and things like that. We still got to put documentation in if we saw clients that week or that day. We still got to prep for the next day. And try to find some downtime sometime in between watching you know whatever we happen to watch in order to get away as adults we're supposed to drink you know two to three liters of water per day what is it this recording is approximately at 1 30 in the afternoon and i've only drunk maybe a cup of water not even water that was actually mountain dew And sodas are not healthy. So, Felipe, you should definitely not be drinking sodas. You should try 100% juice, um, Mm -hmm. water, or smoothies that also have protein shakes that have protein in them, give you vitamins Mm -hmm. um, that you need. So, uh, with the healthy diet, sometimes you can plan ahead because you know what your week is like Mm -hmm. when you are you know, scheduling your clients. Right. Um, so and sometimes I find cooking therapeutic. So definitely after a long day I don't wanna cook. But if I've had a hard day mm-hmm. or a day is just well I'm so frustrated, I definitely cook. I definitely cook a dessert because that's just it's so much better. Is it good? Is it processed sugar? It is. It is processed sugar. But you know, it it helps me. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's my therapy. Yeah. 
and you know that's good tips very good tips as far as water goes water helps clear your skin helps your kidneys helps to control your appetite and keeps you energized so today that will be something I would do I'm going to pick up some water alkaline water on my way home today and I'll start working that into my agenda you know what I'm saying because that's important they say gut health is the key to ultimate health they say that 90% of the serotonin in the body is developed in your gut so if we're not eating right if we're not right in our stomach area we're not going to be in a good state of mind we're not going to have a good mood we're not going to be in a good place or a good state of being and what about breakfast do you eat breakfast every morning Felipe breakfast no and when I do eat breakfast it's not even a good breakfast I go to Burger King and I get the um, three um, French toast sticks for $1.19 Accompanied with a milk vanilla iced coffee. Mm. It runs me about three eighty nine, and um, that's that's my breakfast. You know, uh, I would love that. You know, have a breakfast where you know it, it might be a biscuit and a piece of um, meat, turkey bacon or something like that. Eggs, you know, scrambled or even an omelet, Colorado style. <laughs> you know, like I get from AHA, but. No, to be honest, and that's rare, That's even rare when I do that. As a matter of fact, I haven't had breakfast, what is it, Wednesday? I haven't had breakfast any time this week. Oh, I've, I try to eat breakfast definitely on my busiest days mm-hmm. because I know I may not eat lunch. Right. <laughs> so when we talk about breakfast, you know, are we eating well throughout the day? Not only breakfast, what about lunch and mm-hmm. dinner as well? But, you know, they say breakfast is the important meal of the day. So if you start off with breakfast, maybe you will feel better. You will have a great start to your day. Mm -hmm. You'll feel energized. Um, You know, you won't be as groggy or hungry for lunch. And you won't snack on junk food if you eat breakfast. A fulfilling breakfast. Right, right. That's a good point. It's also important to eat well throughout the day. That's like vegetables and fruits and lean protein and low fat dairy whole grains you know staying away from sugary foods or bad fatty foods all fat isn't bad good fats can be found in fish like salmon tuna avocados nuts and olive oil and you know you gotta kinda treat yourself like a diabetic you know a diabetic person they have a three score meals but they also have those little snacks in between the meals in order to have um, an even glucose sugar level or whatever and it's important for us to have snacks like that, a healthy, low-calorie snack in between our breakfast, our lunch, and our dinner in order for us to have you know, ultimate wellness throughout the day. Sounds good. But the key thing is to avoid grazing all day. So don't just eat, 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 mm. eat, 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 eat throughout the day. You know, have scheduled times in which you eat your dinner, your lunch, your breakfast as well as those mini baby snacks that are healthy or healthy energizers. Oh my goodness, that's easier said than done because when you have... Yeah, when you have... Uh, you have crises. Mm-hmm. Clients call at the wrong time. Well, lunch time. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? Like, you can't say, hey, you know, I got to eat my lunch, but you got to handle the client. You you got to be there. You got to show them support. So right. that pushes back the time you eat. And then that that's where the grazing comes from. The mm-hmm. snacking all day and not getting to eat because you're putting your clients before your own well-being. Right. 
Right. And we often do that. Definitely. And then feel some kind of way about it. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it's important to eat at the right time. The best time to eat dinner, for, for instance, is 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And it's best to avoid late night snacks because they fill you with unnecessary calories and can disrupt your sleep. And you're not supposed to eat three to four hours before you go to bed. This is one of the biggest things that impacts me because I'm what they call an emotional eater. So if I'm going through something or if I'm just frustrated or upset because of, you know, maybe some work tasks that lie before me or some personal stuff in my life, I might find myself snacking, snacking all through the night, snacking all the way up until I brush my teeth and then go to bed. But that's not best policy. In fact, it disrupts sleep patterns. It adds extra calories and you might be frumpy in the morning, like fatigued because of that process and the body's doing overnight. Your body should never, ever go to bed with a full, full stomach, if that makes sense. So how do you sleep, Felipe? Not very well. I'm in um, a sleep study program right now at Duke. And um, even with the strategies, even with the sleep hygiene, I'm still having a lot of issues with sleep, to be honest. Um, after the study, they're going to put me a date. I might be a candidate for a program that's going to help me. So we'll see. We'll see. I might get three to four straight hours, broken, then a broken sleep. Maybe I might find 30 minutes, take 30 minutes to get back to sleep. I tell you, I get my best sleep, though, from like maybe five in the morning until like it's time to wake up. Yes. I just wish that, you know, I had a job that had more flexibility that I could sleep during the day up until maybe 10, 11 o'clock because apparently 5 to 11 is my sweet spot. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But as you know, from 11, 12 o'clock to like 3 or 4 o'clock, you know, I sleep okay. I might have difficulty going to sleep, but once I'm asleep, I'm asleep, but then something happens in my sleep pattern. It disrupted. I wake up. It might take me 30 minutes or more to get back to sleep. And then boom, I hit that sweet spot. And then boom, Alexa plays my Anderson Pop playlist. I love that cat. <laughs> it's time to get up. You know, I sit there for 30 minutes to an hour just listening to this, you know, to the playlist. And then I get up and have to do what I do, but I notice that I'm not 100%. Not 100% as if it's like a day on which I don't have to come into the office and I don't have to take my son to um, daycare. Then, that time, if I'm just laying there, I mean, I get to sleep. Boom, boom, boom. And it just feels so good. And I wake up, I'm like a brand new person. I don't have no stresses, no emotional distress. I don't have no worries. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, woo, yeah. But they're so rare. They're so rare. That's why I'm looking forward to this vacation because it's going to be a sleepcation. You know what I'm I saying? I know. <laughs> I definitely need one of those because my sleep pattern is off. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, did I put in that note? Mm. Like, and then I get up and I'm typing notes mm. or just trying to have some relaxing time. Right. You know, so I watch a show, which then what <laughs> keeps you up because, you know, you're watching TV. Right. So then I go to sleep, like you say, five o'clock. And next thing you know, my alarm is mm. it's time to get up. And I'm just like, I just went to sleep. So if I can sleep till like nine o'clock, mm. you know, that will be beneficial. But then when I get home, I want to take a nap. So here we go. The sleep pattern is all messed up. Yeah. yeah. It's important now get good sleep hygiene like turning off your electronics you know a considerable amount of time before you go to bed you know what I'm saying not watching TV not watching your computer etc maybe reading a book or listening to some nice music you know to lull you to sleep but they say that blue light from the computer really impacts your sleep patterns luckily I have some new glasses that 
block the blue light. And I am finding more benefit. I'm having less and less eye strain, and I think that it will contribute to better sleep once my body starts getting accustomed to, you know, new patterns I'm trying to utilize regarding my sleep pattern. Definitely. I'm I'm gonna try that. I um on my phone I set a bedtime app so it goes off from ten PM to six AM. I got a code in. I have to, you know, take an extra step to bypass all those things. So, you know, to discipline myself if I wake up in the middle of the night not to get on my phone. Yeah. Because that will keep me up and that's not healthy. Right. And then I'm tired and then I'm not the best that I could be for the clients right. the next morning. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Irritable. Mm-hmm. Not as focused. Not able to retain the information. Not maybe able to pick up information from the last session to follow up on in the present session. Not being your best you in the session. And they can pick up on those vibes. They can pick up on those feelings. Yes, definitely. And sometimes they might take it inappropriately. They may look at it wrong. Like you're just you're treating them a certain way because of their issues. Instead of not knowing that you're just not taking care of yourself the way you're supposed to be taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what do we do? How do we get adequate sleep? It seems like that's a problem across the board. Yes, it does. Because you know, I'm looking, around, I'm looking around at the office. I'm looking around at my compadres, and you know, I see a lot of raccoon eyes. I see a lot of slow dragging people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that abuse cocaine. We don't really see that with them. We see other issues. What? But. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's... I think I, you know, I, I, one of the best strategies we can utilize is try to do our notes in the, the framework of our nine to five and, you know, have a clear cutoff time in which we're not doing any work. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's true. Because that's helpful not only for, you know, you, it's, it gives you time with your kids, yeah. it gives you time to cook, it gives right. you time to decompress and just let the day's work just roll off of you. Right. Shut shut off. Shut off your brain. Shut off that therapeutic clinical side of you. You know, if you can do I'm that. Working. And that's what I'm working on. Working on just, you know, from nine to five. That's my work day. With a little bit of leeway, nothing past six, you know, to get some documentation in. I think if I can commit to that, I think I have a lot more free time, a lot a better sleep hygiene, a healthier me. Because, you know, let's be honest, the notes that I put in, you know, it might be like five or six days past the session, right? So it's like I'm rushing to get them in before that seventh day. But if I did them on the day, there would be no rush. Mm-hmm. Those notes would be that much more accurate. Mm-hmm. As much grind as it takes to do them at what they call it, the midnight hour, is I can use that same energy the day of or the day after within mm-hmm. that 24-hour window and won't have that stress, won't have that anxiety built up on me. Yeah, and but the dilemma is finding time in that day. Mm-hmm. Because if you had an emotional client or right. a tough session, it's just so hard to go home and put it in words. Yeah. Because you need a break from it. Yeah, so it's just like, I'm not going to do notes because I've, I've seen That's five, right. six clients a day. It all day. Exactly. So I need time. But like, you live in the drama. You live in the trauma. Yes. Vicariously. And when you write your notes, in a way, you almost recapturing it. So mm-hmm. you live in that stress again. Yes. That's why it's crucial that therapists get therapy. Yes. Or at least have a great peer support system that they can rely on regarding getting some stuff off their chest and coming up with an action plan to alleviate their internal stressors. 
Definitely. Yeah. With their colleagues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, like a peer, you know, like how mm-hmm. I have you and you have me and how we have Marlena, you know? Yes. And we can lean on each other. Right. Another thing people can do is consider going meatless at least a few days a week. When we eat meat, the body has just a long time and a, an arduous labor in trying to process that food, which takes away energy from other things that our body wants or needs to do. Not only that, you don't get any more protein, any more vitamins from meat than actually the source that the meat got it from. Cows eat, what, hay and grass. If a cow can get all their sustenance from hay and grass, not saying we can, are they getting 100% of the hay and grass sustenance? Are we getting it when we eat the meat, when the cow processes it to be a cow? Look how big a cow is. Look how big a bull is. Look how big a horse is, you know? We have to do better regarding the things that we intake into our body. Meat is high in cholesterol. Meat is high in fat that is no good for the body. Yes, and a high fiber diet is easily had without meat. Yes. Fiber has been shown to lower your cholesterol, Mm -hmm. control your blood sugar levels, improve your bowel health, Mm -hmm. and make you less likely to overeat. There you go. And... Fiber contributes to regular bowel movements. When you eat meat, you have less bowel movements. When you eat meat, you have more unhealthy, what we call unhealthy bowel movements. When you eat more of a vegetable, a vegetable-based diet, a protein-based diet based on vegetable intake, you'll find that your boo-boo is easier to come out. You'll find that your boo-boo is healthier. You'll find that you might boo-boo more regularly, but it's not as chunky and big as the boo-boo it had when you eat meat. <laughs> and I'm oh, sorry that I'm so focused on boo-boo. I know. You just don't understand uh, the importance of healthy boo-boo. Real talk. They say we're supposed to have a boo-boo after every meal. I know people that don't have a boo-boo. They may have one boo-boo every four days, three days. Can we say bowel movement? That's not healthy. <laughs> I don't want to say bowel movement because then oh, I, wanna, I might want to throw up a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, BM. BM. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Thank we, you. We got things to do. <laughs> Limit simple sugars in your diet. Simple sugars are things like soda, Kool-Aid, cookies, and small cakes. Mmm, cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love cupcakes. Mm-hmm. As do I. But cupcakes do not love me. I know. This <sighs> pandemic has gave me some weight on me that I need to get off because you know this is basketball season for me. That world is opening back up. My friends and cohorts want to play ball, and here I am on the court, huffing and puffing. You know, the shot is still pure because, you know, when I was in college, that was us me all day, baby. But I'm not as healthy as I'm not going. I'm not able to defend my, you know, defender as readily because I'm out of breath because I'm tired. And I'm tired because of this weight because simple sugars basically are empty calories, which just give you weight for no reason with no purpose. Yes. So if you're going to look at see what your sugar intake is you should read the label. Mm-hmm. You definitely should read the labels. Um, processed foods get a bad rap and often for good reasons. Right. However, you got to choose your battle. Mm-hmm. So, in order to choose your battle, you got to know what's in your food. And fruits are technically simple sugars, but it can still be a healthy part of your diet because they're full of vitamins and nutrients. Uh, yes, I like fruits. Yeah, so whenever possible, eat your fruits with the skin because the skin is where they have the core vitamins, the core fiber. 
That's the apples, the apricots, the plums, you know. Not the watermelon. You can't really eat watermelon skin, you know what I'm saying? No, ew. <laughs> no, definitely not. And like Aquanda said, read the food labels to make the healthiest choices. You'll be surprised at some of the things that we eat that might have a high sodium, which is salt, you know what I'm saying? It might be 90% sodium of your sodium intake for that day and that's just that one particular meal that you're eating or that one particular entree of the meal you know sodium is a high contributor to high blood pressure mm. yes and you know as African Americans that's something we have to be concerned about high blood pressure mainly they say it's due to our genetics but it's mainly due to culture because of when the African American race was enslaved never ever used the term slave you were a slave or they were a slave no they were enslaved but let me get back to it their food choices that their overseers you know presented to them had to be highly salted in order to keep and therefore that contributed to the bad eating habits that we have carried on to this day eat better be better Definitely. And you should also talk to your daughter about incorporating supplements in your diet. Do Mm -hmm. you take any vitamins, Felipe? I have to take vitamins because let's be honest, the food intake that we eat on a regular basis, and we already talked about how well I'm not eating, don't have the vitamins that I need, especially the key vitamins like the B series, Mm. which are crucial for energy. So yes... I do take vitamins. I take a multivitamin. I take a gummy type of multivitamin as they are more soluble in the body than versus like the crunchy ones. Yes, I do. I take vitamins too. They say the best vitamin is the liquid vitamins, which are a little bit more pricey but more beneficial to the body. Oh, wow. And you know, supplements can make sure you get all the vi- all of the vitamins right. and nutrients you need. Right. And take your supplements with a meal to help them absorb better. There you go. And that's good that you take a multivitamin vitamin every day because it gives you more uh, vitamins in your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that part. I had, when, when I had my um, last doctor appointment, well, my labs, you know, when they do the labs, which is, you know, how they want me doing, that's approximately maybe nine months ago. And I was highly deficient in vitamin D. So I had mm. to take a, a high, high dosage of vitamin D for seven days and then move to a regular dosage of vitamin D. And um, and that was very disturbing. What it is is that African-Americans, you know, we have a lot of melanin in our skin, which basically absorbs but blocks. So when we work in an office setting or when mm-hmm. we don't spend a lot of time outside, we're not absorbing as much as we need of the sun. The sun in our body converts to vitamin D and it's crucial in regards to how vitamin C works. Vitamin C is one of the crucial vitamins regarding our healthiness, our ability to fight off infection or be well enough to avoid infection. And as well as it's crucial for calcium absorption. So if you don't get enough vitamin D, your bones become more brittle and more apt to break. Or in later years, you'll develop osteoporosis. You'll find that people with vitamin D deficiencies have poor, in many cases, brittle teeth. Oh, interesting. Because the body needs calcium, so it extracts it from the body. And one of the key areas it can just extract it from is your teeth. That's good to know. You should definitely use intermittent fasting to control calories and boost endurance. 
I've never been able to. I never committed to that. I never been able to do it. I mean, I never, did, I never had the mind state to do it. My sister and her husband, mm-hmm. they do this and they live in their best life. They're um, really. They consider themselves vegans. They're actually vegan, and they do intermittent fasting, and they speak highly of this particular way of controlling their food intake and letting their food do the best that it needs to do. I mean, if you think about it, even the Bible talks about intermittent fasting and the benefits it is it has. That is true. So you should probably eat breakfast um, and then don't eat again until dinner. Do you think you should drink water in between? Yeah. I would think so because yes. that pures and, you know, cleans out your body, cleans out your system. Yeah. So, you know, at least you have water. Your water intake has increased and then you're fasting. And then sometimes you can do it on certain days. Just choose a day. Like on Monday and Wednesday, I'm going to fast. Um, and then I'm going to eat regularly all the rest of the days. And so you can um, probably structure it in your day. That's a great, great idea. And I think I will start implementing that. I find that when I write it down, I can commit to it better. So I definitely will write it down in my agenda book to do so. At least for a week, just to test out the hypothesis. So eat like a king when you eat breakfast. Drink water throughout the day. And then at night, you know, eat a a, a suitable size dinner. And that would be considered fasting. And how long do they say typically do that? Um, 12 to 16 hours. And then, of course, there's other days in which you will eat normally, so you're not doing this consistently. So yeah, I no, definitely. Not. I would definitely Google it so you can learn more about it. It's important to maintain a healthy weight. Today, I'm 252 pounds. I'm supposed to be around what they say. The American standard for my size, my age, my height, is supposed to be around 190. Now, we know that if I drop down to 190, I'd be looking like a plump crackhead. So we're not going to do that. Maybe 2, 210. But still... I mean, I have a considerable amount of weight in my midsection, which could contribute to pre-diabetes or diabetes. And that's something I need to get a handle on because I want to be healthy. You know what I'm saying? I want to. I don't want to be 60, 70, 80 years old and hurting and in pain because I didn't take care of myself in my younger years. Yes, I definitely agree. So to recap what we talked about today, we talked about eating healthy. Mm-hmm. And we talked about taking vitamins. Yeah. And we talked about eating a good breakfast. Mm Mm-hmm. Eating lunch and dinner. Yeah. Eating at the right times of the day. Don't eat so late at night. Don't snack throughout the day. Right. Um, And exercise. You know, we didn't talk about it. That's mm. something something else to focus on. Implementing exercise in your day. They say we're supposed to exercise, what, 30 minutes, three times a day? And you can break that up, 15 minutes in the morning, 15 15 minutes in the afternoon or evening. That could be something as simple as walking around your parking lot at work, as hot as it is. No, don't do that. (laughs) Early in the morning before you start your day, in the evening when the sun goes down a bit, if you have a dog, when you walk your dog. Yes. And those are some tips you can do regarding being healthy, being well, because when you're well, you can be well for your clients. And when you teach your clients these helping tips, you're not being hypocritical, which I find across the board is something I see a lot. And I admit that I do myself. I talk to my clients about sleep hygiene and knowing I have the worst sleep hygiene ever, but I'm on them about it as it pertains to their wellness recovery action plan. 
I warned them about eating right, especially the ones with diabetes. And here I am stuffing my face in sm- with small cakes in between sessions. <laughs> or going with a Chick-fil-A and making sure they added my chocolate chip cookie and get mad if they don't have it that day. <laughs> it's healthy. It's healthy. That's what we tell ourselves. Going to Krispy Kreme. And, you know, if I happen to be on Hillsborough Road here in Durham, stopping by Krispy Kreme, especially if I see that hot and now sign, get the 12, get the dozen. Make sure, oh, no. make sure that I eat them all before I get home. Oh you know my goodness, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, do better, be better, so you can be better for your clients. Any last words, Aquanda? Um, no, I think we cover it all. As clinicians, we definitely have a hard time taking care of ourselves because we're so busy taking care of others. Definitely. But we need to make an effort to put ourselves first because if we do that, we'll be better for our clients. Indeed. And that concludes another episode of Morning Therapy. Be well, be great. <laughs>